Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pint of Politics podcast. This is episode 12, I believe, so we're going through, and again, I say this every time, but we're getting through quite a few, uh, which is obviously good. Um, and this episode is going to be a bit of a different one again. Um, it's not going to be a debate episode like we had last week. It's not going to be a normal one with um, me, Sam and Joel either. Um, I'm actually joined um, by my housemate uh, today. It's Grace. Grace Murray, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. Good stuff. Um, and the reason I wanted to get Grace on is because it's sort of a topical issue that and you know people might know already what we're going to talk about um it's sort of a topical issue that i wanted to basically discuss on the podcast because i think it's important on a platform such as this to to address what is you know quite a big thing at the moment but i was conscious of the fact that you know me sam and joel are uh, are three men uh so it, it might um it's obviously good uh when discussing things like like we are going to discuss um, to have like the perspective uh, of a female on this because obviously it directly affects uh, women more so than it than it affects men. Um, so if you haven't already uh, gathered what the what the subject matter of today is going to be, uh, it's going to be just a sort of general uh, discussion about the sort of uh, well obviously it stems from the uh, the murder of Sarah Everard, which is obviously a really awful awful crime, um, which is. You know, triggered uh, quite a wide, wide-ranging discussion um, about just the issues that face women on a on a daily basis with regard to sexual harassment and sexual assault, and it sort of triggered that debate, which has been a debate that's been going on for years, I think, in society. Um, and it's a shame that I think we're still having to have these conversations, but it's still, uh, obviously, it's still relevant because this crimes like this are still happening uh, in 2021 and even if they're not crimes as high profile as this uh, you know I know for a fact that that sexual harassment and things like that are still uh, prominent issues and I I just think especially uh, as as men as well uh, we need to sort of start taking recognition of the fact that just because this is an issue which you know you might think only affects women and largely it does it doesn't mean it's something that we can ignore um you know and there are things that we we sort of can do which obviously we'll move on to later um but i just wanted to sort of discuss sort of initially just the fact that i the sexual harassment thing i I found so like far-reaching grace like it's it's something that i think pretty much every female i know um, or who, who I've spoke to about it. Obviously, I haven't like surveyed every single woman in my life, um, but like I so I've spoke to people about it. And, like it's it's just something that generally, like on a daily basis, is just something that I think women are, are conscious of. Is that a fair assumption? Yeah, and I think at the minute as well, it's kind of brought to light things that are normalised, like among women. Um, like I've noticed things that kind of like you kind of grow used to it and. Not to say that it happens like all the time, every day um, to, to individuals, but you kind of do grow, um, yeah, grow normalised to it. So this is kind of brought to light that it is actually a problem. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's it's something that every, yeah, like I say, every woman that I've spoken to, so like, um, like my girlfriend, for instance, like she's said that she's experienced it and stuff like that. And it's just... I just find it. I find firstly, I find it mental, like, and I know it's maybe a bit insulated of me to think this, but the fact that men genuinely like 
go out I, I'm not going to say I find it shocking that men do this thing because it's not because it, they all they, it's happening for years and years but I just I just find the mindset of these individuals mental like you know that they think that like for instance catcalling a, a woman on the street is going to somehow work <laughs> like has that ever like I, I'd be shocked if that's ever worked but you know what I mean it's like what it, it's obviously you know you could you'd probably argue that it's not uh, a case of you know trying to uh, attract these ladies as much as it is I don't know just sort of maybe asserting some sort of weird dominance over them or just a general weird desire to harass them but I just find the mindset of these people like crazy yeah, it's bizarre and I feel like the majority of the time they're just trying to make you feel uncomfortable like you said and like it happened to me last week like we and my friend were walking back from Sainsbury's and it wasn't even late it was like seven o'clock and um and this guy just like pulled up next to us like in a car like blasting music and then was just like just saying random stuff like oh you're gonna get in my car like you're gonna come back with me and we were like obviously like you you know that that isn't yeah. gonna work like you're not doing that to actually get us to come back with you you're just doing it to make us feel uncomfortable because you've got like, this massive car we're by ourselves like there's not many people around um so it's just bizarre that like people do that but as you said like, it's been going on for so long that it's not even like shocking anymore really yeah do you think it's a problem like that, that it's um potentially like normalized in society it's just something i feel like maybe that uh, sadly that women and girls are expected to to like have happen to them you know what i mean yeah definitely and i think even from like a young age like obviously in light of recent events like a lot of people are posting like experiences and a lot of them are saying like they got the first time they got they got catcalled was like walking back from school like in school uniform um and just having like grown men like whistle at you like i think i think it stems from something like people probably did think at one point that like getting whistled out was a compliment and like shouting like a compliment but it's just like it's not anymore like mm. if like if the person doesn't want it to happen then like yeah it's, it's just bizarre yeah it is. it's definitely um yeah, like you say, it's ha it's had like its roots in society for quite a quite a number of years now, and like just a number of generations. Yeah, there might well have been a time when like you'd be walking down the street. I don't know in what era this was, because it's obviously something that's like you know harder for us to visualise now, and that was sort of the ultimate compliment. But I just yeah, it's it's just not anymore. And like you say, it's it's the thing that you know really like sadly, I guess that schoolgirls have to experience. Like like say for me, the first time. But it happens for a lot of people um, a lot of, a lot of uh, girls is when they're young like in, at school age which is just yeah. just rank on some level you like can't talk about it with that knowledge like I remember being like honked at and like you just kind of think like oh it's just people like messing on and you don't realise like when you're like 11, 12 that there's that young. any yeah it's Jesus mad Christ. and like not to say that they're like pulling up like they do with like like now well it might have happened to some people but like in my experience it was just like honking and like shouting but you just think oh they're just being annoying like they're just being like rowdy because at that age you're obviously like not like you don't understand like yeah the, the whole the whole story um so yeah, yeah. That's, that is right. That is literally. It is so I sound so like yeah. I sound so insulated. I guess because obviously, I think this I is know, part of the problem. Though. Yeah, yeah. This is what then. I mean. It's part of the problem. Yeah. Like there is a level of ignorance. I think on on behalf of men because, like you say, we haven't experienced it, and we yeah, just eleven and twelve. Jesus Christ. Um, 
yeah mental but you like we sort of alluded to like a lot of um women speaking about their own experiences and which is obviously great like it's you know it's fantastic that people can feel they can be so honest and stuff on social media and you know it's good to have that discussion and uh, it could obviously be beneficial for people who have suffered from from it you know on whatever level to to have like open discussions about this and know that they're not obviously the only ones um which you know judging by statistics which i'll go into in a bit they definitely aren't um I saw one tweet that was like really hit me and I read it out. I think I read it to you on Saturday night when we was like just looking through all this stuff because obviously it was in the news or Friday, whenever it was. Um, and it was something like, um, uh, every time I get into a taxi, I rip out a bit yeah. of my hair and leave it in the yeah. in the hair for like evidence. Yeah. Like, do you actually do, you do like, that? I've like, I've never done that. But basically like, that, that just the thing, sense. yeah. Like I've sense. never heard any, like, anyone do that. But thinking of it like that literally does make sense because you hear so many horror stories and like I remember going out for the first time like when I was 18 like going to the club and um like where like where we used to go in Middlesbrough you'd have to get a taxi back hmm. so you'd finish um you'd finish the evening get a McDonald's and then get a taxi back but then like, I remember my parents telling me like send me the the registration of the of the taxi uh, yeah, yeah. like make sure you send it make sure you send it to your friends who you're with mm. because there is just this like awareness that that could happen yeah and like it is like every time you get in it's it's horrible that that girl like felt that she had to do that and that it's normalized as well yeah that's what i mean it's just because i think she, she said in the tweet that she like tweeted it she said it to her boyfriend yeah and he was and he was like what yeah. like and like i would but it be... makes sense like no i've never done it like yeah. that completely makes sense to kind of like have your DNA in there so if anything were to happen but yeah. it's just mad that that is a thing like that is a yeah process. that's what I mean like I, I, you say obviously it makes sense and it does it makes 100% it makes complete sense but it's just yeah something I I never really think about and I think that's an important part of like, the discussion that needs to be had is like these these things that, that you know women and girls uh, are being forced to do um, that even I think you know to some extent will probably if you do it so much over time becomes like an unconscious thing that you just naturally will do it like you know I imagine that girl just naturally gets into yeah. a cab it's and- like when you walk home like I remember like we always have like I always have my keys like between your knuckles like in my well not between my knuckles but just oh, like in my hand oh, yeah. right, yeah. just like in case because I don't know it's just when you are in that position I guess you are completely like defenseless and yeah it's stuff like the top of like where we live so we live I'm not gonna say where we live no, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but we live at like the bottom end of um of Leeds of the student area and a lot of our friends live at the top end so like getting go, like going home like I will always get an Uber like I, but even as you pointed it, out, yeah. like even Ubers aren't. Safe. Yeah, that's the thing though. But it's like, what is the solution? Because yeah. like, I'm not gonna walk home if it's even if it's like nine o'clock. Like it's still pitch it's black, still dark, yeah. and it's like a, it's so embarrassing. Well, it's not embarrassing, but it's like a two minute Uber drive. Yeah. And like the last couple of times that I've done it, the Uber driver's been like, "God, can you not be bothered to walk, love?" Or yeah. like, "God, you're lazy, aren't you?" And I'm like, "I'm not lazy. I just don't want to get attacked." Yeah, like, but I feel like that's again though, that's a reflection of like yeah. men being so ignorant. So like the Uber driver, who I'm assuming have been men, yeah. you know, will come out and go, "Oh well, you're just being lazy, like yeah. why?" That you, you wouldn't, it wouldn't really occur to them. Yeah. And the amount of dodgy people that you encounter, oh, like, yeah. on even if it's not late, like even during the day, mm. like when I was working and had to start early morning shifts at the shop I was working in before Christmas, I'd have to leave at like six in the morning, didn't I? And it oh, was yeah. pitch black. And I remember just being like, 
there's so many like regardless of what time of the day it is like mm. it's still like horrible yeah like, no yeah well even i get like unnerved by um by walking through like our area at night like maybe not as like not massively like and not to the extent where i'm like putting my keys in my hands or whatever but i'm still like conscious yeah you know what i mean because i'm wearing because it is a bit yeah. of it. it's a dodgy area like yeah. let's let's not be around which dodgy area dodgy people but like as is most shooting areas to be fair like let's just clear that one up we don't live in just a shit hole for no reason <laughs> um but yeah i just i feel like it's and i feel like it's that's heightened by by so much if you're if you're like a female if you're a girl yeah. um yeah i'm walking through it's yeah it's rank and um like say it's you can acknowledge the fact that it shouldn't happen as much as you want but I think the the problem the the solution is to acknowledge the fact that it does happen and what we can do about it and um, I've got a few statistics here which I just found like really shocking um, but again like I say shocking but am I just being ignorant as a man um, like I feel like I am being um, so this one here which was like the big one that's been quoted last week was like 97% of all women 18 to 24 years old have experienced some form of sexual harassment 97% yeah, it's staggering. absolutely insane like that's like literally nearly all of them um, and you know sexual harassment is it's obviously a broad a broad church you know it ranges from you know like you say just being catcalled or whistled out in the streets uh, the actual horrible cases that we that we saw which are obvi- obviously they're less common but they still happen uh, the horrible cases that we saw um with uh, with sarah everard and um yeah and as well you know and 80 percent of all women as well so obviously that was just eight, 18 24 year olds on the 97 percent, but 80 percent of all women so you know whatever age um i didn't i, I didn't they surveyed under 18s i don't think they probably did because I think I think it was you Gov, who did the survey I don't think you were allowed <coughs> to survey under 18s um, I think that's an important statistic as well because I feel like there's a general idea that like if because with the 18 to 24 year old bracket like the people in that age group are going to be more likely to be like out late or like clubbing mm, yeah. or um, being drunk or like all the things that people say oh well was she this was she that like what was she wearing I feel like they come in that bracket but yeah. the fact that 80% of all women yeah, yeah, yeah. like it just goes to show that it's not your behaviour it is yeah, because just, you're a woman no yeah exactly it is, is 100% a problem like I don't know I feel, I feel like yeah like say you would uh you know 18 24 year olds are perhaps you know more likely you know for your own fault of their own really just by trying to live normal lives uh as young people like it's it's you know and being in the in those environments yeah yeah i'm wary of saying it's their fault like it's not their fault at all but they're more they are more at risk of it just purely by virtue of doing things that normal young people do yeah but the fact like you say that it's still 80 percent of all women so like you know regardless of the age um you know it's still symptomatic of the fact that it's not it's not a problem with you know these women what they were wearing whether they were drunk whatever these questions that get asked that really shouldn't be asked um it is just a problem that that society has uh, in general um and another one as well was <coughs> specifically related to the workplace because i was trying to find studies for this but i guess it's quite hard to find some that are like accurate um as well as you know it's because it's a sensitive issue at the end of the day and 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 as well i feel like some people might some people might have different classifications of sexual harassment so some people like potentially of the older generations might get like whistled out in the street and like be like oh that's, you know whatever it's not that bad it's just like they might laugh it off but you know i feel like younger people like our age are more conscious of the fact that it is harassment but yeah 80 percent of um women affected by workplace sexual harassment just didn't report it um 
and I, I just obviously again being ignorant perhaps but it's just it seems crazy to me like like put you on the spot here but like if you were to experience something like that in the workplace would you would you report it yourself um I think it's very dependent on like that like where you are in that time do you know what I mean like Like, yeah I feel maybe it's dependent on so many different things and the better question is what would perhaps dissuade you from from reporting it I think like so say like an office environment you see like uh, this is being like stereotypical but like there is like a male figure in charge and then like a receptionist will be like a woman do you know what I mean and um although it's a lot more like inclusive now I feel like that kind of still exists yeah so I feel like if you're say a receptionist and your boss is a man and they're much less likely to understand so then people I feel like that the reason that is so high that statistic is because people like really do fear just like not being understood yeah being made a fool out of and like being sacked like it's it's horrible but like I feel like there is like understanding behind it or like why that yeah why it's so high yeah definitely that is like the reality that's the sad reality of course but yeah like you say men are I think and this is part of the problem uh, like we keep saying men are less likely to perhaps sympathise yeah. with you know cases of sexual harassment and be sensitive towards it and I think it's, it's a problem that as men we need to start addressing because at the end of the day you know like you say there is a there is this going like towards like wider societal debates but there is like you say a more tendency for, for uh, men to be in higher positions like in offices and workplaces so uh, if that's going to remain the case and obviously that's evolving away from that like gradually but if that is going to remain the case for the next sort of few years which it, which it obviously will do because this isn't something that you just solve overnight yeah. then I think men need to start you know educating themselves mm-hmm. uh, on these issues and that's sort of what we'll go on to now because that's like a lot of this debate has been tri- has triggered um, you know conversation and like sort of just a bit of like I know, like maybe like some introspectiveness uh, among men. You know, respect like myself, for instance. Not saying just clearing this up. One hundred percent, I've never sexually harassed anyone in my life. I, that's what. I'm, that's not what I meant when I meant introspectiveness. Some men might well have been experienced that, but not me. Yeah, um, just educating yourself. Yeah, more, right? ed- no, educating yourself. So there was a really, really um, handy like guy. Was a discussion that was triggered on Twitter. I think I don't know if a man triggered it or a woman triggered it. Whatever. It was basically saying like how men can make women feel safer like when they're like walking alone that women are walking alone at night and like some of the some of the points here I've noted them down because it's just things that I wouldn't have even considered like at, at all um, so you've got like keeping your distance from them like related to coronavirus no um, uh, keeping your distance so like don't like walk too closely behind them you know if, you, if they're coming towards you don't you know walk right next to them you know what I mean just I guess just don't be weird yeah, it's more than anything around. yeah yeah just just you know if you it's weird anyway even as a man if someone's walking ridiculously <laughs> close to me like just yeah. you know what I mean just don't be weird like use your common sense you know if they're walking towards you and it's at night and they're alone like maybe like cross the road um, you know just to show that you're not you're not a threat because although you might you might you might be 100% sure like myself that you're not a threat you don't want to do anything to this person but they're never 100% sure that's the problem um, so it's just like sort of making them feel you know easy at, more at ease in that sense um, and like if you are walking like behind them this is another point that was made like make noise like so that it doesn't appear that you're like creeping up on them so I don't know just a cough or 
maybe you don't cough at the moment you might get you know showered out and told to self-isolate but you know have a phone call with a friend or something like or pretend you are you know what i mean or, or you know don't you know just like act like you're being stealthy i guess and yeah. you know portraying that you're you're sort of creeping up on on someone because obviously that is unnerving again unnerving even if it was me who was being who felt that you know let alone a woman who's conscious of all these these problems that occur um another one is just offering to walk your friends home like your, your female friends your partner whatever if you don't live with them um i think that's important and i was saying this as well to you like i i i don't want that to like appear patronizing yeah but, but i don't think it like if so say like if i'm at my friends like they'll always offer to walk me home like and i appreciate that like so much because it is just like it shows that like they're willing to and then like walk back to theirs which is like a decent distance mm. and also just that they are aware of it and the they issues, are yeah. conscious of it um but yeah but i don't think it sounds patronizing if you are doing it like with a like do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. so, like say i was with you and you were like if we lived separately and you yeah, were like yeah. i'll walk you home i don't think that's patronizing yeah. i think a lot of like in the in the student group that we're in for university mm-hmm. there's a lot of people um talking about this post that someone put on about how he wanted to like set up a group um like a buddy system so you could like walk mm-hmm. people home and you could like contact this buddy system and they'd walk you to like a to b yeah and i think a lot of people have issues with that because of what you said about it being patronizing but i think if like your friends with someone or like you know someone well enough to be like I'll walk you home and yeah, like yeah. they feel comfortable yeah. and you make sure that they do feel comfortable with that it's not like a means to like assert more no, dominance no, yeah. I feel like that is yeah I think that's that's important to know like offer to walk your friends home like don't just offer to like walk a random stranger home yeah like, I feel like this again this probably shouldn't like, have to be clarified but you know what I mean but that I've seen like lots of videos of like people who um I said lots of videos. I saw like one video on TikTok the other week, but yeah. this girl um, saw this other girl and this man had approached her and this girl looked so uncomfortable. Um, so the girl walked over and like just pretended to be her friend to uh, get her out of the yeah. situation. And obviously they were strangers, but I feel like it's just like assessing the situation yourself in that moment and using common sense to see if it is appropriate or not. Yeah, exactly. Like obviously it's, I think it just goes about saying, you know, don't, this is, completely contradicts the points you made earlier if you're approaching random girls and ask them to walk walk them home in the street there it's not going to be well received quite obviously i hope we don't have anyone on listening to this podcast who thinks that is okay yeah um, <laughs> because if you do then I, I frankly don't really want you listening um and yeah another one as well um just like acknowledging uh women as well like if you're out at night obviously appropriately like and it, i think there's a point about making your face visible which obviously a thing at the moment as well because people are like walking about with masks on because of coronavirus and all that but just point out you don't actually need to wear them outside if you want to then a bit weird but anyway it's another debate um yeah like just sort of making yourself seem unthreatening you know like i guess just then correct me if I'm wrong but like in a non-creepy way obviously maybe just like acknowledging them like smiling at someone or something like that like I don't know I just feel like it makes you seem nice yeah obviously not in a a weird way like you know (laughs) I think it's hard to like broach that obviously like again just read the room with it and you know make eye contact with them if you want and like just um 
sort of yeah trying to appear as non-threatening as you, as yeah, you possibly can that's the can. thing like just don't appear threatening I feel like it's like if you consciously think about it I don't think it's that hard to do no yeah like say if you were walking behind someone yeah like or like on the opposite road uh, opposite side of the road to someone like just like be like uh, yeah just don't be threatening but like I feel like you consciously have to think about being more like threatening yeah, more yeah, yeah, than yeah. not threatening no yeah like, definitely if you're, if you're a nice person I feel like it's like easy yeah, to do yeah, yeah some of the things I think for speaking from like a male perspective are like unconscious like um, obviously like the one that that got me the most was the the um, like if a woman's walking towards you and you are on the same like path so like you're going in opposite directions mm-hmm. but you're and that was and like it was a suggestion there that it, it would be beneficial for men to like cross the road at that point because you know and I, I suppose I didn't I never really thought of that specifically with, like with regards to like the walking closely behind a, like someone like yeah. even anyone regards of obviously that's weird so I just don't do that but yeah so like again I think yeah like you say it's easy to appear non-threatening you just maybe I feel like for some some things that we just do unconsciously as men, we don't think about how that can make women feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so we just sort of do it anyway without actually realizing it. You know, it might. And seem... that's why this tweet I feel was received so well yeah. and like was shared so widely because, like you said, like it kind of brought to light unconscious things that men are more likely to do. Yeah, it definitely make, is. Which can make like women feel uncomfortable. Yeah, definitely. And it, it like I say, it educated me, uh, myself, like it, I sort of felt a bit, you know, enlightened by it, you might, you might say, and I'd encourage anyone, uh, you know, to, to read it. There are, there were more points on there. I haven't picked them all out. But the last one, which I think is really important, because um, my audience for the podcast, I can, I can look at the demographics, is 78% male, right? So that's like overwhelmingly um, men. So I feel like in, in making these points, I'm talking to them. And I think men are the ones who need to listen to this the most. Women don't need to be convinced of the problems that sexual harassment yeah. brings because they know, because they've experienced it. Yeah. Men, not all men, but some, I'm not going to say not all men because that's going to like get people like <laughs> slagging me off. I'm not referring to the hashtag. Uh, men, some men are like still deny that this thing, ha- that this yeah. is as bad as it is yeah. and have refused to acknowledge it. Um, and like the last point that was, well, one of the one of the main points that I think was made on this is calling out like your own friends. Yeah. So, and that's such a huge, a huge thing. Um, like if, you're, if your friends are being like, weird deviants as a lot of lads are like <clears throat> not saying uh any of my friends are specifically like this uh, and if they were you know I'd, I'd be like what are you doing but like, like there you do see it you see like lads like lurch in night when mainly on like nightclubs and i suppose it goes back to the point we was making earlier about this kind of thing happening maybe more on like nights out and when people are a bit drunk whatever um like you just see lads like lurching from like girl to girl in nightclubs sometimes you know what I mean and like going out like trying to dance with them or whatever or like you know just even like weird little things like grabbing their waist and stuff like you just you just don't need to do it and like obviously you're not going to see your mates doing it all the time like if you do have mates like this I'm not saying everyone does but you're not going to have you're not going to see it all the time but like when you do like I think you've got to think about how that's going to affect the person it's been done to and like even like like lads saying weird things which I know for a fact get said um, you know by people like oh well she looks drunk let's you know I'm going to try and put her you know what I mean like it's just it's just like it's scruffy like it's you know what I mean if one if you can't 
uh, attract a girl without them being extremely drunk, then you just need to have a long sit down and reevaluate your personality. And two, if that's your mentality, then that is sexual harassment. Like if you're going, if you're, you know, consciously targeting girls who are who are drunk on nights out and things like that, then that is that sexual harassment by by very definition. Um, and it's just it's just rank really like, and even stuff like you know men might say something like you know they might make like really like weird like crass jokes that just like kind of they joke about it but they're also like oh kind of being serious you know what I mean so they might be like oh just joking but then also you're like well are you joking yeah. and I feel like it's just it's for lads it's a thing like I know like you know lad banter and whatever it's a bit of a cringe term to use but like it's generally like you're on a night out with your mates like I'm speaking obviously from my male perspective uh, on a night out with your mates it's you know you have a laugh and that you, you know you take the piss whatever you, you take the piss out of each other you know you have a few drinks whatever it's just it's a night out and it's all a bit of fun and I know that if you were to see uh, any of your mates doing this kind of thing that, that are talking about that you that you, even even if it's just you who thinks that it's you know being really being really weird uh, and you know harassing harassing uh, women when they really shouldn't be um even if it's just that and it's just you who thinks that and i know how hard it can be to call that out in that situation because you don't want if everyone's sort of laughing and joking about it um and like you go well actually you don't want to, you know what I mean? It, it, you might think, oh, I'm being like the party pooper here or whatever. But the likelihood is like, the majority of people are probably thinking the same and probably thinking, oh, well, I don't want to, I, I don't want to say it. Like, but it just takes one person to say it. And then everyone will be like, yeah, that is really yeah. weird that he's just said that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. why are we sat or, here or, that yeah. happened? Or weird that he's, he's going over to yeah. his fifth girl of the night yeah. and going, oh, let's get the drunk ones tonight. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it does happen, like 100% it happens and it's made, it's made so normal and um yeah that's the thing i think it's so normalized and it's just part of a night out like yeah you like from my perspective you go out and like you will get your waist touched and you will be like you will get like weird looks and you will get weirdos coming up to you but like you kind of just kind of accept that that's the night out and i feel like this time um, has kind of brought to light that actually it doesn't have to be like that. No, it doesn't. Yeah, um, and it shouldn't have to be like that. No, hundred percent. It, it it definitely shouldn't be. And that's again, I think the problem is, you know, if men aren't going to listen to women who have been shouting about these issues for years, then maybe it's time that us men start talking to other men about it. Which is what I'm trying to sort of convey here. And I'm not, you know, for one minute accusing anyone of uh, the, of my listeners of doing any of this horrible stuff. Um, like I said, if you have been, and if you and if you do, then stop listening. Don't like you. Um, <laughs> like it's just it's just weird. Like it's just horrible. And yeah, I know you can. It might seem like on a night out, like oh, I'll, I'll ruin the fun or whatever if I start being all serious. But at the end of the day, and I saw a really powerful video um, from someone who uh, it was like a it was like a man who. I don't know if it was a comedian or whatever. It wasn't a funny video. I just like to throw that one out there. Um, but Which anyway, one I shared. Uh, it might well have been. I think he's called Daniel Sloss. Oh uh, right. Is it? Yeah. Was well, Scottish? Uh, I don't think he was Scottish. Was he? Um, 
anyway I'll, I'll tell you the video and it might be a completely different video that you're talking about um, he basically said that like he used to have a mate who used to like say all these horrible jokes and sort of you know do all this like weird like what you might consider you know low level in uh, in quotation marks um, sexual harassment and you know just just general weird stuff and at the time he thought oh, it's a bit weird but you know I'm not going to say anything because it's you know it doesn't matter and whatever um and he said that that friend ended up raping someone yeah. and like he was he like is it the same person that you were talking so. about yeah yeah um so yeah he said that his friend ended up raping uh one of his friends actually one of his female friends so and he said he just felt awful because that was on his conscience and that kind of thing you know potentially could have been nipped in the bud when you know his mate is out there making horrible sex like jokes about sexually harassing women and actually doing it um, and you know it could have because it's like I suppose it's like you know it's like dominoes I guess you know it could start at a very you know small like thing like catcalling someone um, or making a joke about it and then it can it can then spiral into actually the the ultimate like the the sort of top of the pyramid I guess um, not in a good way obviously but like the top of the pyramid being you know actually actually raping someone and committing like a serious sexual assault. So yeah, I think it's important just for men really. And, and if you haven't thought about it before, then now's the time to start thinking about it. Um, you know, if, if you might be th even be thinking of a, of a particular mate or whatever who does this kind of thing, um, you know, and just, just call them out on it. Basically, if if it makes you, if if your mates stop talking to you because of it, if they start being you know start taking the piss out of you for for calling out what is essentially uh, you know sexual harassment that could lead to something worse then they're probably not good mates to be honest with you if you if you if your group of mates are setting out on a night out or just in any circumstance to and you know consciously doing this kind of thing then you know it's it's something that needs to be called out on and, and maybe you need to you know evaluate whether whether they're really your mates you know we we've probably all um, not called it out in the past like to be fair there's probably has been I'm not, I can't think of anything off the top of my head but there probably has been times when I've been on a night out and one of my mates has said something um, like a bit bit sort of dodgy like that and I've probably just let it go but I feel like now as a result of like this um, you know this the kind of last week or so and the importance of that it makes me more conscious of it and, I, and you know it's certainly something that I'll you know if, if it does occur in the future, it's something that I'll be calling my mates out on and I'd encourage uh, everyone to, to do the same. So that's like a little, I feel like I was giving a lecture there or something, but <laughs> it's important. It needs to be said like from a male perspective, definitely to an audience, which is, you know, like yeah, overwhelmingly majority is male. Um, so, so yeah. Um, we'll move on to what was basically I was gonna I'm sort of glad that I didn't record this episode before the weekend because I sort of wanted to because I was conscious of the fact that it was like topical but then obviously a further events occurred over the weekend so if, in case you didn't know um, the, there was a vigil for um, for Sarah Everard in on Clapham Common which was I think close to where she was murdered um I'm not 100% sure on that, I was it? I think she was walking through. She was walking yeah, through it. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was the site, therefore, then, of, of where she was murdered. Um, and, yeah, just a vigil. So just, you know, for, for people to remember her. Remember, you know, her laughing. Kate Middleton even um, showed up and, like, laid flowers or something. Um, and then it obviously spirals uh, into, into, like, violent clashes between the, the people who were there for the vigil and the police. 
Um, and I think regardless of your <coughs> your thoughts uh, on on the police in general, I think you have to just admit that they got this one shockingly wrong. Like, it's uh, I don't think it's. Um, it's unreasonable to, to suggest that, especially considering, you know, the, the murder of Sarah Everard, again, in case you don't know, was committed by uh, a Met police officer. Um, he wasn't he wasn't on duty at the time. He was in plain clothes, but it was committed by a Met police officer. Um, obviously, he's not been charged yet, but, um, you know, he's he's you know, he's not been sentenced yet, but he's, he's been um, <clears throat> he's in custody for it. Um, so, and, you know, for the Met police to then uh, you know the same force who you know their colleague you think you know maybe be a bit sensitive to this issue um, you know it's uh, and then starting essentially battering protest well not protesters I'm not going to call them protesters I'm getting sucked into using the language of the media there um, essentially battering people who are just there to mourn uh, you know someone who died like, what, did, what were your particular thoughts on it Grace? Um, I agree they got it so wrong and I feel like it they could have they could have really like not redeemed themselves but they could have been so it could have been so different and they could have like they could have gained back some respect um but i just think that where they went about it like the videos as well are horrendous i don't know if you've seen yeah them. i saw them all on twitter um but they're just like i completely get that it broke it was like it was cancelled wasn't it and then yeah it was cancelled then i think people just went anyway yeah which is completely fair enough like <coughs> i think her family went um sarah everett's family and um there was so there was so many people there like just peacefully like laying flowers in it was a moment to kind of mourn her yeah and also yeah. recognize and bring together women and kind of unite them in in such um in in light of such terrible events um and they just got it so wrong and the fact that they've justified it since and like Cressida Dick has justified it um I think even worsens it that they don't see the problem with it yeah they don't um, it's, yeah I think it's it's sort of like you say it did uh, that's their their sort of um they say it was a public health risk and I get that because it's covid and whatever and it, that's the reason they cancelled it and I get that that's the reason that it was closed down but just in such a wrong way was yeah, it done? it's in such it's in um, <clears throat> but you obviously the wider context here as well and the fact that over um, over the summer uh, we saw like Black Lives Matter protests in like May and June of last year and although like you might argue to be actually no to be fair I'd argue that Covid is at a similar position it was back then it's declining rapidly at the moment um, and you know we're, we're making it's sort of less people are dying on a daily basis whatever um, and, and then you had police you know who were obviously at these protests and there, there were some violent scenes um, in London I remember on one of the weekends but there was, you know, police were at that one. They were kneeling with protesters and stuff like that. Like, I'm not saying I disagree with the police doing that, but it's just a double standard when, you know, they kneel for, for Black Lives Matter protesters, um, you know, whether you agree with that or disagree with that, whatever. Um, but then they also come out and then, you know, people who aren't even protesters, they're just mourners. Yeah. Um, it was after her family left as well, apparently. I was listening to, I think it was Owen John's podcast. Um, and he said that it was after the family left um, that's when it started to get that's when they started to like enforce um, 
and like and, and, and be violent but just the like the pictures and the videos of them like kneeling on people and just like people were sat peacefully and mm. they were asking them to leave and then suddenly they all just grabbed like three women and then yeah, were like throwing that. punches at people and like it was just like it was it, such it was a power horrendous. trip and it's it? so upsetting to see because it, it, yeah it was really upsetting to see and just how that happened and how that was like how those events led to that I just I think it's all, like, yeah. yeah in in the context of of the um of the event like we like we mentioned already I think it was just extremely extremely wrong and um yeah the fact that uh Cressida Dick um has come out and since uh defended the actions the the chief commissioner of the Met Police or whatever she's called whatever her title is um <clears throat> she's come out and defended the actions and you know in in the light of light of you know like say citing coronavirus as the reason to to prevent it is just obscene I think it's it neglects to recognise a massive failure within her force and I think I think what this has actually done um, ironically has kind of united uh, all sides of the political spectrum mm-hmm. like whether you're a left whether you're from the left wing or from the right wing in uh, in acknowledging the fact that currently under the like coronavirus act which was passed last year the police have too much power um and i think it's it's definitely something that's got got to their heads a little bit for some of them and and if this bill is passed as well which yeah. gives them the power i'm not too sure what the actual well the bill is i can't remember what it's called i was reading it before we started this but it's just completely dropped on my head but it's basically a bill that will essentially give police the right to break up all forms of protest Isn't it, if it's like if it's deemed as an annoyance yeah something like they that can, and then you can get like 10 years in prison yeah, for it which is an absolute like subversion and it all has to pass through mm. um, who is it? it House of Commons yeah it has to but, which is bizarre like if you want to protest about the House of Commons or like yeah. government on a wider scale then you have to yeah, like, they yeah, have I'm to pretty, be like well, oh yeah that's yeah. fine it's pretty Patel who's proposed the bill um, very nice woman uh, <laughs> And yeah, essentially she's passed it, and there's like say there's provisions in it where it has to be. I, th- I think it has to be approved by the government, not the House of Commons. Um, but basically, one and the same. Uh, so yeah, it's insane. And and to to restrict the right to protest in this country uh, is to completely ignore the the principle, the very basic principles of democracy, mm-hmm. which this country you know claims to claims to support and claims to pioneer. Mm-hmm. You can't you know restrict peaceful protest you know any form of protest whether it's peaceful or violent well violent protest obviously there's laws against uh, you know violence and disorder but you can't restrict peaceful protest in the way that the government are trying to do and I know there's uh, going to be a lot of sort of protest action over over today because I think the bill's on like making its way through parliament uh, as we as we speak uh, this is on Monday we're recording this by the way just for context um so yeah, it's it's absolutely absolutely insane, and uh, I think it's uh, it's again it represents a sort of distraction tactic. I think from from the government as well that they're, they're instead. Of, and I know a lot of MPs have come out and condemned the Met Police, and I think Priti Patel has launched an investigation into it uh, as Home Secretary. But I think it's just neglecting the main issue here, which is you know um, yeah, if you boil it down to it, a, a woman has been murdered by a man just simply for walking home as well. And I even saw people like just got on my absolute absolute nerves. This like more than anything else. Um, 
was people coming out and going oh well why was she at a friend's house it's in lockdown and I was like for fuck's sake really yeah 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 on Twitter that's Twitter's just, that's obscene Twitter is just a cesspit of just absolutely shit brain dead opinions and like I, I, I'd like to point out that all the people I saw like two people tweet this and they're both of them got absolutely like lambasted and rightly so um but yeah people going oh um lockdown uh, why is she breaking lockdown like it's the really really not the point yeah. the question you should be asking is why she'd be murdered yeah. walking home on our on our streets um you know and yeah and so that's sort of a getting distracted into another debate um perhaps but uh but yeah it's obviously the government trying to get this bill through to restrict protest i don't know what their rules are on vigils but apparently the rules are that the met police have is go and batter everyone who's trying to pro who's trying to remember a uh, remember a woman who's died which is a great policy i'm sure we can all get behind uh, and i hope you can detect the sarcasm in my voice there <laughs> um so so yeah it's uh, like i say it's, it's it's been a really interesting sort of discussion i think we'll sort of just wrap it up um there I guess there's not really much else that I wanted to address with it um, I was just conscious of like I said at the start the fact that I wanted to wanted to address this issue but didn't want to just address it with me Sam and Joel because like I said we're all men and it's I think it's valuable to hear the experiences from someone like yourself uh, Grace like obviously it's something that women you know discuss on a regular basis it's, it's good to hear it um, you know directly from someone you know conveying it to what is largely like I said an audience of men um so thank you very much for for sharing with us your experiences and you know discussing. Thank you for having me on. No problem. I'm sure we'll get you on um, for another point because you are a, you are a you know international relations student. I think you're coming convenient there. You're convenient because you, yeah, just when I'm running out of guests, I'll just like I'll just oh great, you're busy. Nah, um, no, you are an international relations student, so you know got some vital vital political knowledge that we could draw on. So um, yeah, but like I said, I just wanted to get you on specifically for this. Uh, issue um, because like I say it's important and, and we need to have a discussion about this and I hope you know the people listening it's obviously been a bit more of a serious episode normally we're you know having a bit more of a laugh and, and taking the piss out of something or someone but I don't think now's really the time uh, for that but you know we will be back with uh, a more normal episode uh, later this week so stay tuned stay tuned for that one that'll be with Sam and Joel hopefully although it depends if Joel wakes up um, so uh, so yeah we'll be back next week uh, take a look as well at some of Grace's artwork little caveat wow, but um, you, I'll give you a little bit of promo you know for our, no she honestly really really good artist um, got any like dogs specifically like that's a lot of what you're doing it like yeah but I don't just just do, do dogs dog. I just love dogs so like I'll just uh, but no yeah like uh, you got a little page what's the like ats and stuff um, it's Grace Alice Art on Instagram and Facebook so yeah if you uh, want anything painted then um, anything, anything painted. painted well I don't know do you, do you have a, like a line that stuff that you just won't paint um, <laughs> I feel like there's a few things I wouldn't paint um, yeah I know um, but yeah have a check her out you know give a like follow whatever um, so some really good stuff and uh, yeah so we'll be back with another episode later this week um, so stay tuned for that I hope you've enjoyed this one albeit a bit more serious um, and if you have 
feel free to share it feel free to give us a follow on spotify give follow all our social media account it's at pint of politics on instagram twitter and then just pint of politics facebook and linkedin we've got a website as well which is www.pintofpolitics.wordpress.com um so yeah thank you very much for listening and uh, we'll see you at some point later this week take care